Hello, I am Dr. Kathleen Hall. Welcome to our podcast, The Way I See It. And today joining us is Dr. Jim Hickson. He is the medical director of the Mindful Living Network and also the Stress Institute. He's a board-certified gastroenterologist, and he's board-certified also in internal medicine. And he's an expert in mind-body medicine. Welcome. How are you today? Well, I'm delighted to be here, and thank you for having me. Well, our topic today is appropriate, um, and it's called High Anxiety, the crises we are facing in 2020. So I know you don't have any feelings about that sitting here across from me today, but what we're going to talk about is some reasons for the high anxiety and some tips for coping. So uh, I know in your medical practice, which you have a full-time, very, very busy practice, you're probably seeing that right now. Actually, as we know, some 60 to 70 percent of all visits to physicians are related in some manner to stress or anxiety. Now, they clearly can be manifest in physical symptoms, as many things are, but it's worse now than ever. And one of the biggest things I have now is truly people coming to me that are just anxious. They just, they're stressed, and they're anxious about life. And there are certainly good reasons for that. We now have this coronavirus pandemic that's paralyzed us all. It's isolated us all. Then on top of that, we've had... Uh, civil unrest that has then added another mention of of anxiety to all of us. And so we're coping or trying to cope with many things that affect each and every one of us in some way. Well, I'm sure that you're seeing that in your medical practice, and I'm sure uh, more people are probably asking for medicine, I would think, or being referred to get some medicine for their anxiety. Um, Some of the major things we're confronting right now is the coronavirus and I would say next is unemployment, the uncertainty. We we do not do well. Humans do not do well with uncertainty. We're not supposed to. And nobody needs to feel guilty about that. It's encoded in our DNA. We love certainty. We love knowing who we're coming home to. We love to know what we're eating. We love to know where we're going to work. So this has just been a hand grenade in the middle of our lives. And also, as you mentioned, the social uh, justice unrest, it's, it's been all over the country, it's been all over the world, it makes all of us very anxious. We, we go from a, a kaleidoscope of emotions, from fear to rage to anger to sadness and grief. It's, it's all over the board. And then I think you can't not throw in, to me, the biggest one for me, which is isolation. Uh, we are all uh, human animals. We we connect. We're mammals. We love each other. Our uh, our brains, our nervous systems, everything is encoded for connection. So we're being asked in this pandemic to do something that we don't, we just don't thrive on. Isolate ourselves from people we worked with. Me, with Andrea and Vaughn and all my team. I mean, this is just so painful. We all love each other, and we're all working from from home. So this is. A horrendous thing for me. I, I, I'm struggling with it myself terribly. Um, I Last week was one of the worst times I've had. Uh, one of the worst times I've had in my life. It, it kind of all just hu- had, I had a huge meltdown. And it was, um, gosh, you're the stress es- expert, you know. What do you do for stress? I meditate, I do yoga, I walk, I don't eat meat, I do all the stuff you're supposed to do. You know, I do all my stuff before I go to bed, I do guided imagery. But, you know, I'm doing the full court press, as we say, and I'm trained to do it. 
and my anxiety is through the roof because I can't, I can't, you know, as intelligent as I am or trained or any, I can't work my way out of this. This is just the way that it is. Um, so it doesn't surprise me that the latest data shows that over 50% of Americans, um, they say their mental health has gone through the floor. They're, it's gotten much worse. And we have projected numbers of 75,000 additional deaths, additional now, due to substance abuse and suicide this year. That's, that's on top of our normal numbers. And, you know, half of us or about one in three adults report feeling lonely. Uh, again, all of my friends, we can Zoom till the cows come home. And thank God for technology and thank God for Zoom. But my God, do we miss that physical intimacy of touching each other. Well, I think one of the things we all talk about is we, even though we really aren't in control, we like to feel like there's some modicum of control in our lives. And I think that what we're all suffering from now is mass disruption. We've been disrupted from our normal everyday life and activities, our normal little runs that we have all through life, uh, whether it's your job or anything else you're doing, it's just normal uh, phenomenon that have been disrupted. So I think that it does, this pandemic scares us. Now, in a medical practice, we have a lot of older patients in my practice, so they're totally frightened. They, they have stayed in, and many of them have been more than isolated. They've quarantined themselves send other people out to get things so they people bring them groceries, bring them their medicines. They don't even leave their homes or their yards. And so when they come to me, they said, I, I just can't take it anymore. I'm at a tipping point. So I think that that's what we all have is too, is we have our tipping points. And all this just magnifies and magnifies. Then you have the people who are in the working. Many of us have been furloughed during this time. So yes, we have some benefits for a little while, but then they go away, and you can't uh, do the basic things of just making a living for your family. So that is enormous stress and anxiety. Well, and it, another thing let me throw in, I had a call. I mentor a younger uh, corporate professional. She's 35, and she runs a, she's a major show, runs a major show um, at a multinational corporation and um, in the financial capacity of this major global concern, which I won't name, name the name of it, but it's one of the biggest corporations in the world. She's staying home, and her husband is also a professional. They have three kids. So when she called me last week on Zoom, I'm only thinking of my age group and, you know, me staying home and my people. My God, she has three little kids running around that she's got to homeschool, and she has a husband working on one floor upstairs. She's working downstairs. And then she's got three little kids running around. They take turns managing them during the day. So it's, you know, I know you see, are seeing people in your practice that are older. But this is, when I thought about a bunch of little kids running around, all around me, I went, oh my gosh. I mean, these are heroes. Sheroes. These people are trying to run businesses, keep their mental health, and keep the mental health and physical health, cook three meals a day. Can you even get your mind around yes. it? And I think now that of, of concern to us all is this, we would we would thought we were getting some kind of handle or they were decreasing in the number of cases. That's true. Of coronavirus. Yeah, that's and true. now they've gone back through the roof. So now You're right. we have anxiety and we see whether we like it or not, most of the people that are coming down with us are in this millennial age range. And so we have anxiety and a little anger towards that group because if you look at the 
news and television, you see there's no social distancing. They don't care. They're out there potentially exposing all of us. And certainly in the old age range, it is very distressful and very problematic. I have a daughter who's a critical care physician and is telling me about a 30-year-old with absolutely no pre-existing health conditions now has COVID on a respirator fighting for his life. On her life and she's an ECMO. Yeah, yeah, may not make it, may not make it. So this is a major, major problem. So we've got, that's added additional anxiety, this lack of respect for yourself and other people that throws another cog in the in the in the wrench in the cog. So it's a terrible, terrible. Well, and here we here we are at the Mindful Living Network. So we're talking about mindfulness and being mindful. So it's the most to me. I mean, you know, I'm angry right now too. It, it's the most it's yes, the most unmindful, narcissistic, selfish thing that I can see is is these people going out and doing this. And I can see we're supposed to cajole them and go, please wear a mask. We know you're young. Please be, you know, and at this point, I almost feel like snatching people up. Um, I just, I can't even imagine the way that I was raised being so disrespectful of another human being that if I thought I gave you COVID, I, I don't even know what I would do with myself. I mean, if, if I thought that I did not take every precaution to take care of you, to take care of my neighbors, to take care of the human race, to take care of others. So that's a whole other thing that, that like, like we're talking about. This just isn't sad or grief. There's a lot of anger that even people like myself, then I, then I do my mindfulness thing and I go, now Kathleen, breathing in, I feel my anger breathing out. So then I go, okay. That's a negative emotion, so breathe in, breathe out, think something. So I do all my stress stuff, and I can get rid of it. I really can't. It's like putting it in a file cabinet, putting it on a shelf. And I'm really, really trained in this, so, yeah, I I can do that. But it doesn't mean that it doesn't keep popping back up. So we're going to talk about some great tools for you. This isn't just a gripe session and jumping around about the pandemic and it getting so much worse right now. So um, we We have to jump in with some tips. I'm seeing more and more people who, one, suppressed coming to the office because they didn't want to get out in the public, but now their physical symptoms are bubbling over that they've got to have some help. So we know that blood pressure, heart disease, stress, depression, uh, GI diseases, all these things are just blowing out of the water. I see people every day, nausea and vomiting, abdominal pain, diarrhea, even bleeding that is clearly stress-induced. I've seen more ulcers in the last two months than I think I've seen in, in this entire year. Good so this is, this is a, a pandemic of, of a health care crisis now, and it's just continues to ramp up and to spill over. So we've all got to get some ways to cope with this anxiety and stress, and we can do that. We know how to do that, and we can all work on it. Do we all have our tipping points? Absolutely. And we, we need to discuss that. I think, for me, as I always look through this, one of the things I always go back to is try to find something that's simple that I can hang my hat on. And one of the ways is to get some kind of uh, acronym or mnemonic of something that I can use. And one of those is Kathleen Hall's uh, self-care program. And when you talk about serenity, exercise, love, food, all those things are important and necessary. 
Right, and, and I think we talked about this before we did the podcast. Uh, the Mindful Living Network and the Stress Institute is loaded with lots of tips. You can go to OurMLN.com. It's a simple website. And uh, the meditation room is in a blink, in a touch of your finger. You can go to a beach. You can go to the mountains. You can go into a rainstorm. Uh, we have another one where you can just, you know, uh, explore somewhere, go off on some adventure. These things are really important. We also have breathing tips. So there's things on the website and, and an infrastructure for you to help you. But also some tips that I have is focus on what you have, what you don't have. So like today when I was all, you know, getting anxious again, and then I went, think of what you have. I have a brand new granddaughter and my daughter's healthy and my husband's healthy. And, you know, we're sitting here and thank God we have a beautiful home and all the positive things that we said, let's focus. Think of what you have, not what you don't have. And there, there's some secret weapons. Uh, some simple ones are mindfulness. This whole awareness thing is, uh, and in mindfulness, what we teach is I, I have an acronym for mindfulness and it's called ACE, A-C-E. So, A is awareness. Become aware. Like when I do get anxious, the first thing I've trained myself, be aware. I get a pencil, a piece of paper, get it out of your body onto a piece of paper, write it down, put a plus and a minus and put, okay, the minus is what in the world is making me anxious? Am I afraid about my job? Am I worried about my company? Am I worried about my child? What am I worried about? Then on the plus side, I want you to write down, listen, what are the great things that I really enjoy? Is it going out into my garden? Is it eating some soup? Is it calling a friend or Zooming? Is it taking a hot bath, you know, cutting my hair? I don't care what it is. Put the minus on what's stressing you out and creating anxiety. The plus is what gives me life. And so do that. And what that does in awareness is instead of it rolling around, in your head, and you're anxious, and all these other things. It gives you a concrete thing on a piece of paper. It gives you, it gives you material that you can look at that's concrete. Then next, look at it, and, and the next thing, the ace, awareness, next is choice. Choose. See what your triggers are. Are your triggers your husband saying something, your child behaving a certain way, something in your company, your boss? Figure out what your triggers are with these minuses. And then you have to start making some choices. And the choices are, I need to choose some ways in which I can reduce my stress. And then E, the ACE, awareness choice, and E is to become aware. Here we go with awareness. I'm going to do these new practices. And let me see what I feel like afterwards. So I'm going to give you some tips. So the practices that I'm going to give you uh, or share with you then after you do these practices, see what works for you. Everybody is different. You create 100,000 chemical reactions in your brain every second. Okay? So you are a chemical soup. You are a pharmacy. So everything that you're doing, though, is individual, meaning something that works for me won't work for Jim sitting across from me, won't work for Martha, and some things will. So try different things, and that's what I'm just going to give you some tips and some things that will work really great. Okay, gratitude is a big one. The minute you feel anxious, think of things you're grateful for, especially now. Think of, uh, I, I was getting sideways and all of a sudden the garbage truck came. I went, oh, thank God for the garbage people. Thank God for the police officers, the firefighters. I had to go to Publix. Thank God for the people at Publix that work there every day, stocking the stores at night and in the morning. 
grocery stores, drug stores. Gratitude, thank you. Gratitude, it's physiologically impossible to be stressed and grateful at the same time. Next is kindness. Kindness changes your biology. Do you remember when we used to go to uh, uh, Washington, D.C.? There was a man there called the Compliment Man. Absolutely. He was in DuPont Circle. So everybody uh, at DuPont Circle in D.C. knew the Compliment Man. And I was fascinated. So we walked down there, and I watched this beautiful, beautiful man. And he walked up to anybody randomly. I, I don't know. I think he was homeless. And he would walk up to somebody, and I don't care what they look like. He'd break them out of their stupor of looking at their iPhones or walking in this, you know, bland, flat, trance state on their way to work. And he would go, oh, my gosh, I love your shoes. Or look at those earrings. You have the most beautiful hair I've ever seen. He would go to different people and give them one compliment, and it would snatch them into this amazing energy of his kindness. And you would watch everything physiologically about these people change. So don't underestimate kindness. And while you're out in, you know, walking around doing different things, say, say a compliment to somebody. God knows we need it right now. And next is patience. We all have to be patient. I, it's one of my lifelong challenges is patience. So patience is huge. And especially I know you with, with, with being a physician and patience. It's got to be one of the biggest things you have to have. Oh, absolutely. Because you see these people, you say, you know what, Bill, if you do this for your ulcer, do this. And then they leave and then they come back two weeks later and they haven't done it yet. I'm sure you don't chastise them or anything. You probably have to develop this immense patience. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's a push-pull in getting people to get on the right path. And we all have our own issues to deal with and there are multiple reasons, some reasonable and some unreasonable, but you have to just deal with it. And you're, as a healer, you're just trying to maneuver people into a better life. Yeah, and another is 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 acceptance. Um, we learned that in AA and NA and all the all the just incredible programs that have changed people's lives. Is it's frustrating always trying to change somebody. So instead of trying to change, we have to accept the situation that we're in right now. So again, back to the awareness and the ace your life awareness. Okay, every thought, every word, every action that you have has a chemical reaction and a response. And what you're going to do in awareness, you're going to get a piece of paper, write down a plus and a minus. What are the things that bring you comfort and love? For me, tomato basil soup, to me, putting my cat on my lap. Write down what works for you. Then on the minus side, what is your, what are your triggers? What stresses you out and makes you anxious? Next is the C, the choice. Okay, I have got to change some of this stuff because I, me, I'm speaking for myself, Kathleen. My anxiety was through the roof last week. I had to do something. I mean, talk about misery. So next was the choice. I had to change a couple things that had been staring me in the face, and thank God I did. And like I said, then the next thing you do is the E is the energy, the energy from your experience. Okay, how did that feel? Did meditation work for me? Nah, it didn't work. Did doing some yoga? Yeah, that worked pretty good. Did walking around the block work regularly? Does that work? Yeah, that works pretty good. Is making sure that I'm eating breakfast, a big breakfast. No, that didn't work really well. Okay, check out your experience is yours. And as I keep saying, as a stress expert, one size does not fit all. Some things work for some people, some don't. So then what you do is you go back to the A again, the awareness, because then you've gone, okay, 
this really doesn't work for me. You know, Dr. Hall said, you know, do God, it, didn't, it really makes me more. Then you go back to awareness. I'm aware that I'm more anxious. Okay, let me go back again. What new choices can I make? Then what experience does it get? So it's a circle, okay? ACE is not a straight line. It's a circle for your life. The more aware you become, then you realize, hmm, I can make a choice. I'm out of control or I'm in control. The next is, how does this experience of this energy, has my energy level gone up and I feel better and more loving and I can sleep at night, or has it gone down and I'm more anxious, okay? It's a regulating, wonderful, wonderful thing to learn. And again, I just, I like acronyms because no matter what's happened in my life, I can remember them. In this busy, hurried world that we live in, I can manage them. And another acronym I love, which Dr. Hickson, Jim, mentioned before, was self-care. And as you say, I think you can pull this out of your hat, whether you're, you deal with horses, I know this all the time, and your medical practice, and you can just, don't you, you, you seem, it seems to work as Absolutely. a good template for you, because you can go, okay, self-care. S is for serenity, E is for exercise, L is for love, and F is for food. The medical model of this is this is used in all research institutions, big ones like Harvard, Stanford, Duke, all you know, Johns Hopkins, MD Anderson, and we call it the four quadrant approach. And all I've done is create an acronym to use all four of these quadrants that we know help anxiety, insomnia, and everything. So S is for serenity. Just breathe. What we know is the minute that you breathe, when you're stressed and acting short, short of breath. You're not getting oxygen to your brain, to your body, to your organs, to your stomach. So the first thing you do is inhale to the count of four. One, two, three, four. And then exhale to the count of four. One, two, three, four. Also, go to ourmln.com. That's O-U-R-M-L-N.com. We have a breathe on the meditation room. There are breathing exercises there, many of them. Again, I don't like some of them. I, box breathing is not my favorite. Okay? I love I love uh, reverse nostril breathing, okay? Anyway, I've got all kinds of breathing techniques on there. Pick one that you love. It will immediately calm you down. And then you can do a mini meditation. Memorize a short one to three word phrase, five word phrase. Like, I am relaxed. I am calm. I feel love. Whatever it is, breathe in and repeat it. Exhale, repeat it. Inhale, repeat it. Within 15 to 30 seconds, your whole body is reset to calm, okay? You've reacted to your relaxation response, and your body's calming down. Positive affirmations. The, the brain believes what you say. We have 60,000 thoughts per day. And so be aware of what you're saying to yourself. If you're saying, I can't take this anymore, I can't take... Those are negative affirmations. You want to say positive affirmations. I'm calm. I am peaceful. I am stronger. I'm in control. Very important. Another easy thing is music. Get a playlist. Get two different kinds. Get a relaxing playlist, whether it's Tchaikovsky, whether it's Brahm, whether it's, I don't care what it is, whether it's nature sounds. I love nature sounds. Um, birds chirping. One is relaxing. One, make it energetic. I like pink. I love her. I love Lady Gaga. I've got my whole energizing one. Make sure you have two separate kinds of playlists. That is what serenity is. And then next is exercise, okay? Serenity, exercise, love food. Two is exercise. You can sit in your chair while you're watching one of your Netflix shows and do some chair yoga. 
move your body. You can Google chair yoga and you will see lots of simple things that you can memorize, little stretches you can do while you're watching television. Keep a five-pound hand weight by your chair. Stand up. Lift some hand weights. Do it while you're sitting. Do it while you're standing. Easy, easy things to do. Make sure you walk around the block a couple times a day. Also, what we know is get up every hour. Set your timer on your phone. Do not sit there and work all day on your computer from home. L is love. So we have serenity, exercise, and love. Make sure you schedule your Zoom with the people that you love. Share a meal. We're at the point now that if you keep six to ten feet outside, you can get chairs, get a card table. You can start having lunches with people in your neighborhood or friends. I've started doing this. Outside is the best place to do it. Make sure you're, you know, greater, much greater than six feet apart. We do. Everybody brings their own sandwich so nobody's contaminating anything. And we laugh and talk and cry. And then we go home. It's totally changed our lives. And get a pet. We are noticing that the shelters, thank you, God, because I started a humane society once, are getting less because we are getting pets. Pets lower your blood pressure, your heart rate. They're absolutely amazing. So serenity, exercise, get that body moving. Love, you've got to love and connect with somebody. And food. Food is medicine and food changes your mood. Make sure you eat breakfast. It increases your metabolism by at least 25%, and it helps with all your mood swings during the day. Try to eat omega-3s, which are fish, which are all different kinds of oils. Um, make sure that you are eating these omega-3s. They really help with depression and anxiety. Also, increase your vitamin B6 intake. We know that vitamin B6 increases the serotonin production in your body. That calms and heals your body. So something simple, bananas, turkey, tuna, salmon, sweet potatoes. Incorporate all these things into your daily intake. Eat blueberries. We call it a brain food. We call it youth food, youth berries. And what it does is we've actually seen in some studies one cup of blueberries a day actually creates neurogenesis, which means the brain actually growing. And during these stressful times, please make sure, be careful about the alcohol intake Make sure, you know, be careful about caffeine. All of these things increase anxiety. Um, and do something simple, like buy, keep buying packs of chewing gum. We know that chewing gums help, helps reduce stress. Eat some more chocolate. People that eat chocolate in times of stress have less anxiety and less pain. Get outside and garden. My God, I love to garden. Garden is so fabulous. A couple times, once in the morning, once in the afternoon, you Turn on your favorite music and rock and roll dance. We know that it's not only a good form of exercise. We know that it's one of the best anti-stress things you can do is dancing. So these are really, really, really simple, simple, easy things you can do. And apps. Please don't forget your apps. I love apps. I love the Insight Timer app. It's called Insight Timer Meditation app. Relaxing sound apps. You can get any kind of ecotherapy, which you can get. Um, all kinds of animals. You can get weather. You can get, you know, snowstorms, rainstorms. Um, you can get Amazon Rainforest. I love these apps. I use them all the time. Another one of my favorites are the shamanic drumming apps. We actually know that when you listen to shamanic drumming, that continual beat of that drum, it actually changes the brain. We look at these on um, all kinds of scans. So, 
that's it for my tips. If you uh, need any more tips, of course, just go to info at mindfullivingnetwork.com or info at stressinstitute.com and write me personally. I'll be glad to absolutely get back to you. Um, We have all kinds of information and tips there. It's at mindfullivingnetwork.com or ourmln.com. We are here for you. Um, I'm going through a hell of a time myself right now. Um, I'm in here with you. If there is any way that we can serve you, offer a new service at the Mindful Living Network or the Stress Institute, please let us know. We are trying to do everything we can to get all of us through this and and in some way create a more mindful world Um, because we're all going to come out of this very differently. And I believe that every obstacle is an opportunity. So um, this is going to change us forever. So, um, and and it is a, um, you are not alone. You never are alone. We're collectively here together. And we want you to know that we're here and we're listening. And uh, what any other, oh, and don't forget, going to your doctor. I mean, don't you think that when you get to a certain level, I, now I suggest this to my patients, is when you get to a certain level of anxiety that it lasts between, uh, my level is two to three weeks, and it interrupts your sleep, you're eating a lot more, gaining tremendous weight, or vice versa, losing weight. I have a lot of patients that lose weight. Um, if you're starting to fight more tremendously or thinking about doing something drastic to yourself, please call your physician. Absolutely. Don't hesitate. Yeah, because that's what you're there for, right? And you want them to call you. Absolutely. Because they're good for referrals, helping you out, whether it's getting medicine. Don't you ever hesitate in calling a physician. And if you don't happen to have one and you get in a crisis, go straight to your emergency room. Right? Do not worry. Now they have separate sections at emergency rooms. Do not worry. Have health side and an illness side. So, no, we know that there are all kinds of conditions that need to be done. We're all taking as many precautions as we can in the healthcare field for your safety and our safety. And so we're all paying attention to that, and I think it's a safe environment for you to enter. Right. So don't avoid your doctor and don't avoid emergency rooms. They had a special last night on television about how they have COVID. If they think you have that, they're separate sections. They are walled off. They are completely separate, so don't worry about getting some health care. So I want to thank you for today, for um, us uh, on our podcast, High Anxiety, How to Cope for 2020, because guess what? We're just six months through this, darling. We have another six months, at least. So we're going to hang in there, baby. Hang tough, because we're tough, okay? And um, thank you for joining uh, us today, Jim. And uh, would you like to have anything with closing? I think we we said it all. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Dr. Jim Hickson. We are here, and this is the way I see it. I am Dr. Kathleen Hall, and thank you so much for joining us today.